anybody that hasn't joined with us before, um, if you if you haven't uh, signed up yet to join the WhatsApp group, I don't mean signed up, but you know, click the link and uh, and joined. Um, please do, because in case there's important updates that we need to share with you, it would be great to have uh, just to have everybody in one place. Um, the other thing that is just important for me to share is that the learning this week has been generously, very generously sponsored by friends of Carly Needle Lehrer, otherwise known as Saralea, um, Saralea Bas Mordechai Bear. Um, and so we just hope that any growth, any uh, anything that go good that comes from the learning today obviously should be in the schos of all of Am Yisrael, uh, our soldiers, though our hostages, and um, and everybody here, but also as a schos for an Elias Neshama for Carly, Saraleh Abbas And with that, if anyone has questions, I'm always your address. You can uh, WhatsApp me, email me, or text me here in the in the Zoom chat. Thank you all for being here. It's really wonderful to see you. Um, I'm going to mute you, and I think Rabbi Sharon is going to prefer if we have questions that you'll you'll spend a few minutes on questions at the end. Sure. Rabbi? No okay. problem. Great. Okay, so let's just quickly go over what we did yesterday. Rabbi Chaim Shmulevitz brings a yisod, uh, which you may have heard before. The idea that we're, as Jewish people, no matter what we're doing in life, whether it's something in the physical world, something in the working world, or something in the spiritual world, we have to know that the way things work uh, is that we work towards something and God accomplishes. Okay? Um, and this was an idea I mentioned yesterday. I heard from my father, the name of the Chafetz Chaim, uh, that the Chavetz Chaim always say you have to work towards it, but the accomplishment comes from uh, from God. Now, Reb Chaim Shulevitz decides to bring many proofs to this idea. And if I have to guess why, I'll tell you why. Because <clears throat> it sounds like an idea that we want to uh, push forth because we want to get God involved, right? Uh, we work and God accomplishes. And it's like there's an agenda here to get God involved, right? So Rabbi Chaim Shulevitz doesn't want you to think there's an agenda here to get God involved. He wants you to know that this is the way the world works as far as the Jewish people are concerned. And therefore, he decides to bring a number of proofs to this, this concept, okay? And one of the proofs he brings is the fact that you know, we're not allowed to say, God tells the Jews what he did for them. And then he says, when you get into Israel, you're going to, um, you're going to uh, start building Eretz Yisrael, start becoming wealthy, well-to-do. And eventually you might say that I did all this, I accomplished all this. And the fact that the Torah says, that you'll say such a thing, but it, it implies it's not true, that shows that, no, you really cannot accomplish with regard to Eretz Yisrael. You can only do. But God is the one that really 
cause the accomplishment. And God doesn't want us to forget that. And that's why he says that in the partnership, because he says, as you get wealthy, you will forget God, you God, and think it's all you. Well, if you think that way, then you may get yourself into trouble that God may say, you know what? Okay, so I'm going to leave it to you. And then you can get into trouble. So now in the third paragraph here on page one that I that I listed as page one, he begins talking about uh, Moshe Rabbeinu and the Mishkan. Okay. And the Medrash has a lot to say about Moshe Rabbeinu and the Mishkan. Now, it's a little bit of what I would call a pilpul here. He gets he gets into it and he's going to try to prove from the Mishkan that even Moshe Rabbeinu, right, even Moshe Rabbeinu uh, couldn't do, couldn't make, couldn't establish the Mishkan without God. Now, so he begins by saying, God doesn't rest his divine presence on anybody except that the person is strong, wealthy, smart, and humble. Moshe had all of these, so we learn it from Moshe. And he just goes into the first one, the Gibar, the person who's strong. The Chsiv Vayifros et the Ohel. It says the Moshe Rabbeinu spread the Ohel over the Mishkan. He covered the Mishkan, right? Ubeperish harush. The Gemara Nadarim bring in Gemara Nadarim. They have the rush there on the side. Rabbeinu Asher and he asks Tema, Amaylo Yalof Mikrashim Bechsev Ayokem Moshe Tamishkan Vayasem Et Prashav. The pasuk before that already says right in pasuk Yudchet. Vayifros is pasuk Yudchet. Right? Pasuk Yudchet says Moshe established the Mishkan and he placed the boards, right? Uh, so that already you need to be a strong person for that. So you don't need Pasuk Yudchet, you have Pasuk Yudchet. Because of Alzheimer Marsha, the Marsha comments on the rush and he says, Glokashia, don't ask me that question. Uh, by the Mishkan in Pasuk Yudzayin, it already says, Hukam HaMishkan. Now, Hukam is a, a passive, right? Is a, a pu'al. So, which means that the Mishkan was established not through Moshe, but by itself. Hukam HaMishkan. Shekam Me'elav. Kamosha Kasu. Betanchuma, like the Medrash says, and he quotes the Medrash. Amma Moshe, Rebona Shlolem, Amy Yodeil Amido. Moshe Rabbeinu, when he was told to, to pick up the Mishkan, and make it workable, like to pick up, you know, all the walls and everything of the Mishkan. So he said, I don't know how to do that. Omale, God said to him, Asok biyodecha, batamaret la'amido, v'omed me'elav. Work with your hands to lift it up, and then it will be shown as if, um, as if you are lifting it up, v'omed me'elav, but it's coming by itself. And that's why it says in the Pasuk, Hukama Mishkan. And I am going to write about you that you established it. And that's why it says, uh, When in reality, the Medrash says, he actually didn't do it because it would be way too heavy. But God said, make it as if, you know, work at it, and I'll make sure it happens. 
You can't prove over here from this Pusik about picking up the walls of the Mishkan and making them a, you know, a Mishkan uh, because uh, you can't prove he's a, a, a strong person because the Medrash says very specifically that he didn't do anything. He just looked like he was doing. Venira Lomar, Shapa And it seems to me that the Rush has a good question and you can't answer the marsh with the Marsha that that Pusik is not a proof because Vayakam doesn't really mean that Moshe did anything. And he says the following thing. That same Medrash Tanchuma adds something. God said to Moshe, because I know that you, Moshe, were hurting, that you didn't have any part in making the Mishkan, right? You had, you know, um, you had a lot of the Jewish people who gave to the Mishkan, who got involved, but Salo got involved in the Mishkan, Oliov got involved in the Mishkan. Moshe Rabbeinu, the Medrash says, felt bad that such an important vessel, right, such an, such an important home for God, he was not involved in. Therefore, the, these Chachamim could not establish it. Like, Betzal could not actually make the Mishkan work, pick it up and put all the boards together and all the parts together and make it work for you. Because we want, I want people to know that if they, the Mishkan is not established through the hands of Moshe, it will never be established. And therefore, I'm going to only write on you, Moshe Rabbeinu. Right? Even though Moshe actually didn't do anything, but since he was hurting because he wasn't involved, God said, I'm going to make sure they need you to actually do the final part of the Mishkan by making it happen. And there is to understand, how did Moshe get a Nechama, meaning how did he get a um, feeling uh, comfortable with the fact that God said that Moshe established the Mishkan. So that means Moshe had a part in the Mishkan. He couldn't have established the Mishkan because it was really too heavy. But And it says, Mishkan. The Mishkan, and God told him, it'll look like you'll do it. So how can Moshe be happy now that he made the Mishkan, right? Like it says in the first Tanchuma, Moshe was working at the Mishkan as if he he lifted it up and put it together. If he actually couldn't do it, he didn't have a part in the Mishkan. So God wanted to be Menachem Moshe by saying to him, I'm going to make it look like you established the Mishkan. But that doesn't make any sense. Because I still don't have a part in it if you're doing the work, God. So Rav Chaim Shulevit says, You have to say that this medrash is saying the 
tremendous you sowed this foundational idea about man and God, like we said at the beginning. The actions of man never actually make it happen, right? They never actually accomplish. The person works with his hands to make it happen, and the end product comes from God. Okay? Now we're going to the next page. Meaning, in none of our own lives are we accomplishing. God is the one who's accomplishing everything. We're just the one who's going through the motion to do it. And therefore, it's not a question that Moshe didn't do anything to the Mishkan because God helped him. Because God helps everybody. That's something that happens to everybody. So the only thing we ever do is work in it. And that Moshe Rabbeinu did. He worked and you saw him toiling and sweating to pick it up. Right? But it happened through God. But the fact that he did that, that he his sweat of his brow, he did it, that is the same thing that we all do. And therefore, that's considered doing. That's considered accomplishing. Because it's always like this. You only have the work itself, the actual doing, and the end product, the gemar, and the goal, right? Whatever we need to accomplish, that's from God. Okay? So basically, Reb Chaim Shalevitz is saying, we have a very good proof over here from the Medrash on the Mishkan to my idea. Again, he's trying to bring proofs to the idea that even though we actually don't accomplish that's not our goal. That's not our tafkid in life. Everyone's tafkid is to do. And if we do properly, God will accomplish it for us if it's meant to be accomplished. So God will do that. The Mishkan was obviously a men, meant to be established and work, right? To, to be built. And therefore, God helped Moshe do that. But he's showing us that in life, that's the way it is. If we build, right, we're only doing the work. God is actually making the end product happen. The Hine, the new paragraph. Bamesha Amru, It doesn't mean he's a very strong person. What does Gibar mean? Rechaim Shalevit says, El Gibar, Lamisha Ovid, It means not that he's actually like Shimshon Gibar. Or Hercules. It means that he's working with all his might. That's called the Gibar. Legamri. He uses all his kochot, all his abilities to do this. That's what's needed for Nevoah. What is needed for Nevoah? Because it says God rests his Shechina on a Gibar. Why? Uh, it, it, because why does he do that? Because, uh, because when someone works to the nth degree in something spiritual, God does the rest. God makes it happen. The communication happens. 
שיש לו אבירייה שהיה משה גיבור ממה שהקם המשכן. Therefore the rush asks well that you can bring a proof from the fact that Moshe established the Mishkan. כי בוודאי מה שזוכר לכך שעל ידו הוקם המשכן מן השמיים הוא רק משום שהשקיע בהקמות את כל כוחס העצורים בקרבו. It's only because Moshe was able to do this was only because he was mashkia. Mashkia means he put the effort in of all the kochot otzrim b'kirbo. Every ounce of power that he had in his physical power that was inside of him, he did. So Reb Chaim Shalom is adding something here. He adds that you have, when you work, you can't just think, I just have to make it look like I'm working. No, no, you have to work. And God makes it look like you're accomplishing. Okay? So Reb Chaim Shlevitz says two things here. One, we never accomplish, we work. And two, the amount of work you have to put in is to the nth degree. Don't think you just have to sort of, some people say, like, with regard to bitachon and emunah, you just have to make it now look like a miracle. Rukhay Shulavit says, no, you have to do hard work for this till the nth degree of your full kochot, and then, of course, God will do the rest. Okay, so we'll stop here till tomorrow, but any questions? No questions. Yeah, Sharon. So, call Kocho. I mean, like, I mean that. Where do you where do you get a balance of like? Rafkalinski gave an example last week. I want to get a job. I sent out four hundred and fifty resumes or two. You know, where's like what call Kocho sounds like an awful lot. Like, right. How do you, how do you figure not, out what the balance is? And by the way, Rafkalinski Shulevitz will see tomorrow uses a lot of different adjectives of the word Kocho. He says, "I say gvul al yecholesu." It, until the nth degree right. of a person. I was say like normal, like I would thought it's a normal hashtadlus, but he's saying out of sof, you know, that's. Right. That It seems like from Chaim Shulevitz, I would have said, till I saw Chaim Shulevitz, I would have said that it means reasonable hashtadlus. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was expecting. That's to the say. word I always like to use. But Chaim Shulevitz seems to say that unless we're going to define reasonable hashtadlus means using oh, all your kochot. Right, okay. but I think you're right. I mean, you there's 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 an infinite amount of ways to do things. I don't think yeah. we'll ever find the finite way. And that's right. why we have to use the word reasonable. But yeah. what's clear is that you can't just you can't but just do a Yotzi. little bit and say, oh, Yotzi. I did, I'm Yotzi now. Now God will do the rest." Chaim yeah. completely rejects them. Yeah. Okay. We'll okay, and now. again, I want I want to say that this is something that's really important because you know sometimes in the in the secular world they think that they're accomplishing everything, and in the very firm world they think you don't need to do anything and God's going to do it right. Chaim Shulevitz is saying even if we're you know if we use an example of the Israeli army, the army has to fight to its nth degree, but God will make sure it happens. But the fight has to be to the nth degree. You have to be fighting with all your might. You know, the soldier, right? right. He has to be in there and a fully 100%, not 90%. And then he could count on God to finish it off.
Any other Thank questions? You. Okay, we'll take it up tomorrow. Yep. Thank you. Thank you, Thanks everybody. Thank you. Yeah, go ahead. Thank you.